Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? It's Thursday. It's 7 p.m. Eastern. That means here on Ready Check Radio, it's time for the Relic Grind, our Final Fantasy 14 Square Enix podcast. Chat is here live. Twitch.tv slash Ready Check Radio. Chat ready to go with their opinions. We're ready to go with ours. And we actually have a wild Tarkoth back. Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, a wild Tarkoth is back. Before we introduce the gentlemen who are going to talk with me, if you're watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify, Audible, wherever else, make sure you head on over to Ready Check Radio in the upper right-hand corner. I've got all the socials for you. Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, Audible, iTunes, Spotify, whatever. Click it, follow, subscribe if you like what we do here and you want to see more of it. It's the easiest, fastest, and in fact, freest way to support us. And we very much appreciate it. On the line, in his new residence, but going to sound a little less like normal today just he's not gonna quite be there because we're starting a little late due to some microphone malfunction so he's got to use the headset so bear with us if we get a little tinny today on on Tarkoth's end it's Mr. Chris Montoya what's up Tarkoth greetings programs I, I've been a sh fan of this show for quite a long time thank you for having me on as a guest I appreciate it you guys are awesome glad to be here um <laughs> yes, yes. So you are in the new place. You finally, yes. finally got your stuff. Uh, it actually arrived just this past uh -huh. weekend. The internet people left thirty minutes ago. Right. So you're you're still broken. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm still broken. I lost my wallet two days ago. It's been a hell of a. Month. It's just. Uh, I spent. And he's cutting it's out. He's cutting <laughs> out. Also on the line, Adam Lane, a Kronos. What's up, sir? What's going on? This is like reminding me of what I had to deal with with Chris like every week. So <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> Mr. Adams himself. We got to have him back on, by the way, when the next set drops. Uh, next Final Fantasy set. Whenever that is, we still haven't even gotten our starters here in North America. So. Who knows? Gents, uh, so last week we did our little bit of uh, Kronos and I throwing out some predictions or just more more along the lines of things we wanted to see or thought we would see in the live letter that was last Friday uh, for everybody on the Final Fantasy fourteen front. Well, that letter was uh, pretty short, to the point, and done. They got out of Dodge, they finished everything up, and left. We kind of thought that was going to be the case, Kronos, because one of the big delays that makes these longer is live translation. This letter was not. It was uh, back in Japanese only, so we had to rely on real-time fan translation and then the official posts coming afterwards. So they got through uh, very quickly. But I got to say, if I look at it as a whole, I don't feel like I learned a whole lot more about 6.1. <laughs> than I knew before it. Maybe a couple tidbits, and we'll get to those as we go through here. We do know that 6.1 is going to be in, quote-unquote, mid-April. So yep. probably, you know, looking at anywhere between, let's say, the 4th and the 18th-ish, or 4th or 5th and the 19th-ish, if we want to put it on the Tuesday-Wednesday uh, cycle. 
So, yeah, that would be right on par with a four-month development from the Endwalker launch. So that makes total sense, considering that they said they want to do four-month cycles now instead of three-and-a-half-month cycles. But aside from that and a few tidbits, like I said, that we'll get to, I didn't walk away feeling like I knew a whole lot more, Kronos. I felt like there was an awful lot of... We're going to go de- deeper into this in the next live letter. We're going to go deeper into this in the next live letter. We're going to go deeper into this in the next live letter. Yeah, I felt like they should have just combined this one with the last one. Yeah, honestly. or combined this with the next uh, one. You know, one or that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or that. Like, it, it, this just felt like, yeah, like you said, they just basically showed us a bunch of stuff we already knew. We got some screenshots, which is cool. Um. Mm-hmm. They they literally had a slide that said job adjustments and that was it. That was the, all the whole yeah, entire slide. That was said, all that was on it. Uh, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Uh, we got some, a, a new ultimate screenshot, which is cool. But like, I, yeah, I just I can't help but feel like like you said, it either should have like combined with the last one or combined with the next one, and not have three. Uh, just doesn't really feel like it was necessary. I guess like I thought they were gonna go deeper into this one. They didn't go deep into anything, really. Yeah, you and I thought, and and Tark, you'll have to see if we'll see if you agree here. We honestly thought that they were going to spend a lot of this live letter on the PvP, on the crystalline conflict, and kind of focus there, and then use the next live letter to queue up a lot of the other things. But uh, yeah, it just seemed like this was a teaser uh, in a lot of ways for six point one, rather than a a six point one information dump, even just a mini. A mini dump. <laughs> Whatever. Felt like the last one was like a, a specific patch outline, and then they didn't give us much in way of fleshy details. Yeah. Uh, so we got the the release in mid April. The new mm-hmm. the main scenario. Uh, we know that that's going to be a new chapter. They said that again. A whole new storyline. They did give us a little bit more on there, and that it takes place just a few months after the end of Endwalker. And they said, this was really weird. They said it's a continuation of the story in a way. In a way. So they, like, pumped up. Endwalker is it. This storyline is over. But by the way, like, we're going to continue the story in a certain way. So kind of what we expected, though, right? Like, threads of what has happened might leak into it. But the main arcing story coming up is not going to have anything to do with Zodiac Heidelin and anything like that. I didn't expect them to, like just everything disappears and we start anew with a whole new journey. So this kind of made sense to me when they teased it that way. Side quest to Taru's Grand Endeavor begins. We have no idea really what that's going to be. Roll quests, going to be some more of those. The tribe quests are coming. Hildebrand is back, but that's going to be 615. And that's, again, normal for the, the Hildebrands. Omega Beyond the Rift 6.1X created to bridge the Omega Raid series with the 6.0 main scenario content. What is this, Kronos? I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it's definitely a surprise. No one really knew that they were doing this. They didn't even like mention this. In yeah, the last this is stuff, like a jump back poster. and let's kind of um, pull something into the story here. Yeah, because like you know, I mean, you get when you get to the end of Endwalker and you see all that stuff and you realize it's tied to Omega. It's really just that's all you really get. Yeah, is like a little bit of tidbit stuff and then like the story about like the race and everything, like what they did. So I guess this is going to be more like tying like more actual Omega stuff to that, which is going to be kind of cool. I mean, that that's probably the most interesting stuff about the Omega raids, in for my in my opinion. I'm not like a big fan of like the dream your own tournament that whole kind of thing. 
that they kind of try to do. But I do like the whole stuff with like him and um, Megar Stormer and stuff. So I hope that's what we're getting more of, which I imagine that'll be the case. Are you happy? So I think this is really cool. Are you happy Hildebrand's back, Tark? Yeah, Hildebrand's awesome. He's funny as hell. It's the best levity that they have in this game. So yeah, give me more of them. I appreciate it. I have, I'm nowhere near caught up. That's another thing to do on my list. But <laughs> you know, you've been skipping Hildebrands. I and and shelving two different things. All right, okay. You shelved I'm, two different things. I don't know. I, don't I know. shelved it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, improvements to a Realm Reborn main scenario quest. A new dungeon that they would not reveal. They said it's a secret. Uh, obviously, Ensinger's Aria is the trial. Ultima's Bane is the Unreal and the Alliance raid. We knew about all these. Then we had job adjustments, which was, yeah. <laughs> okay. Slide, job yeah. adjustments. We do have a name, too. Newfound Adventure, which, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, well, it makes sense. I, I'm sorry, what, Tark? <laughs> <laughs> on all the, the bits and pieces from all the uh, previous yeah I think Tark's just going to have to sit he, there and look talking, pretty for the rest of the show <laughs> he's talking about the art yeah he's talking about the art how, I think I caught most of it like how it like kind of shows the different uh, Warriors of Light like the, the Dirt Blander yeah, going through the definitely. different expansions. I mean, as far as name go, names go, I'm just kind of like, oh, well, well, you guys really just took the easy way out on this one, huh? <laughs> it's, just, it's a new adventure. What should we call it? Uh, new adventure. Well, no, we can't call it new adventure. Uh, newfound adventure? Give that man a raise. Give that man a raise. <laughs> uh, PvP updates. Didn't get much. Uh, just a little more refresh of the reward system coming, adrenaline rush actions, the feast ending as of 6-1, new custom deliveries. I do like that we're going to be doing custom deliveries from Mama Levelier. I do like that. Got to just drop some I'm stuff in off. In our bikini. At, yeah, just got to... Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> just got to drop <laughs> some stuff off at the Levelier house. Um, housing, Ishgard housing. Adventure plates. They used to, they were calling them calling cards, but that was a placement holder. Now it's adventure plates. And then, here's how the duty support is going to work. It's not the trust system anymore, gents. It's the well, the trust system's still there. Well, yeah, it's just two different things. It's yeah. yeah, it's going to be a different thing, though. <laughs> the duty support as of 1.0, we've got quite a few... Uh, as of 6.1, we'll have Sistasha, Temtara, Deepcroft, Copperbell Mines, Bowl of Embers, Thousand Maws, Hawk Manor, Brayflux, Longstop, The Naval, Stone Vigil, Howling Eye, Castrum Meridianum, The Praetorium, and the Porta di Kumana. It's the ultimate weapon battle. Remember, that's being split up uh, so that <laughs> it saves a lot of time, mercifully. It does make it a little weird on like end bosses there, but like poor La Habrea was just getting murked before he could even finish his his uh, his monologue. <clears throat> so hopefully that'll help. Yeah, a lot of revisions to Cape Westwind and later duties. Some of them becoming solo quest battles instead of eight player trials. Uh, Hawk Manor has been adjusted to add a teleporter after the second boss, where you would previously previously have used the return spell. That one felt weird to me. I'm like, really, we're gonna. We're, now we're going to fix that? Now we're going <laughs> to fix that? <laughs> I guess it's because they're fixing all the other stuff, right? Like, they're basically, it looks like they're taking kind of like at least what they can right now with ARR. And they're like, if we did this today, 
how would we do it? Like with what we already have. So it kind of makes sense because I mean, I run it when I get that sometime. I mean, I haven't got it in a while, but when I used to get it and there'd be like a new person in there, they don't know. They'd have to like watch the other three people return. Yeah. And then sometimes they're so new, they don't even know what return is. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's kind of vague, I guess. And it's more like a legacy thing. So I think it makes sense adding it there. I, I was actually, I didn't know that, because uh, I don't think they talked about it specifically in the last live letter, but like making La Brea also his own solo instance. Yeah, so the that, yeah, but... Tark, what do you think about this? You weren't, you weren't here. Split up into three parts. Yeah, Castor Meridianum uh, becomes four players, and then the Praetorium gets broken up into three sections. Uh, there's going to be available duties for Castor Meridianum, the Praetorium, and Porta di Cumana. Those are the four player trials. So the way it works is from the beginning of Praetorium through Gaius, that's a four player dungeon. Ultima Weapon is a four-player trial, and then La Habrea is a solo quest battle. So Rip fighting La Habrea, unless I, you're brand new, I guess, at this point. That's that's really the only time we're ever going to see that fight again. Do the ultimate. <laughs> he's there. Tark is yeah, because you're not going to get him. Tark you're you're not going to get him in main scenario. And, he's just talking away. We can't hear him. <laughs> can't hear him. And then sometimes he talks, and all of a sudden, like 30 seconds later, we hear what he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> the team debated removing the main scenario roulette. This was something, Kronos, you and I talked about. Like, what do you do with main scenario roulette at this right. point then? Uh, they actually thought about taking it out, but the dungeons are still longer than normal dungeons, yet shorter than previous iterations. So it's still going to be there, but it's kind of getting a, a massive nerf so, in, in all of this. If that's the case... I feel like they should think about putting the research facility from Heavensward into this as well, because that dungeon's also way longer yeah, than yeah, other yeah. regular dungeons, and that gets a pass. That's just a a level sixty dungeon. So I don't know. That seems. I mean, sure. I thought that. I think you just do away with it. I mean, I understand their reasoning, but it just doesn't feel like it needs to be there anymore. And maybe they eventually still will, but. Ever wanted to try something on that was in the cash shop, gentlemen? Well, now you can. The Omega. The dream fitting tool will let you try on stuff that's in the cash shop. But while you glamour hounds may like this and some of the other glamour changes, by the way, you got your wish. You got your wish, Kronos. You got your wish too, Tark. You are getting an increase in it's going from what to eight hundred slots, doubling. Yeah, yes, eight hundred, yeah. which is nice. And then you're getting Six five five extra plates too. Yeah, I think those were like just necessary. Like oh, if yeah. that didn't happen, like. However, but my retainers are happy. Tell the, you that the best feature ever being introduced is right here, right there. Categorizing certain items under the miscellany title. That's going to include mounts, emotes, fashion accessories, and a modern aesthetics separated from that category. New filter to show items not obtained and a little check mark if you've already used the item. So you don't have to try and buy it and fail to buy it or go ahead and buy it and realize, shit, it's already one I have and... Nice, nice. Best feature ever. 
implementation of a little check mark. A little check mark. That's it. That's all I wanted. Let me know which ones I have so that I don't always have to go to uh, Minion Collect. <laughs> if they could do this, then they know what fucking gear that I have and have gotten. Yup. I'm just saying. Yup. Transmog. Let's do it. Let's do it. Data center travel. They did go into that a little bit. Uh, they went. They spent more time though on Japanese data center expansion because they're adding the whole meteor. Um, it felt like even they weren't happy about this. Like obviously, a lot of the Japanese players not happy about this. Uh, but it felt like even th they were like, "Look, we really didn't want to do this again to the Japanese data centers." But you know what? For the long term health uh, of the game and populations. We we kind of had to. We kind of had to. Um, I mean, you get the move for free, and I think you also get in-game gill for moving. So yeah. like, it sucks. Like my free company moved when like the whole crystal thing happened. But um, I mean, I don't know. You get reimbursed, and it's free. Like you don't get charged. Not like you're paying extra money. It does like for your estates stuff though. It does kind of suck. Yeah. Like for your housing. Tark, do you speak German or French? Da, boot. Oh my God, your microphone's <laughs> killing me. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this sucks. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave the camera on him and let him figure it out. I'm not. Uh, you know, just we were talking about duty support. My audio is duty, and I need support. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna take. We'll, we'll have to hire a lip sync tra like a translator. Yeah, it's know? gonna take more than four <laughs> players to fix whatever the hell's going on over there. <laughs> Uh, the team is hiring French and German translators, so if you want a job and you are proficient, there you go. Uh, I do want to bring something up that I saw. I think I the first time I saw it was Adam. You tweeted this, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I'm not saying it. You know, it's original to you. It was you retweeted something else. It was and, a forum. Post, yeah, it was a yeah. forum post. Uh, but I think that was. I didn't see it on the forums. I saw it via your tweet. <laughs> Typically, and, when this happens, they delete those. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. usually like the screenshots that think that lasts. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah. I have the screenshot up here. Let me take the trailers that are behind it away. So this is from the Final Fantasy 14 forums, and it's basically in reply to 6.1 being, in this person's estimation, rather sparse for anybody that isn't Adam and into ultimates, right? Uh, so they say, what are players who aren't going to do ultimate do for the next four months in 6.1? One, do the Alliance raid, which probably takes one to two hours to complete on day one. And you know what? They're probably right there. Yeah, uh, that's true. Two, do the Tataru and Hildebrand quests, which take two hours judging by previous instances. And okay, if we assume Tataru's storyline or whatever is about the length of an average Hildebrand segment... And this Hildebrand segment is going to be around the length of the average previous Hildebrand segments. They're they're probably right on that one too. Mm -hmm. Do the new extreme trial, which takes like two to four hours to clear. All right, maybe. I mean, it, it depends on your group. It's going to depend on your group, and if you're pugging it, and if you've got a, a steady group, and but let's 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 say that that's probably accurate if you've got a steady group of moderate skill. Sure. Yeah. Uh, waste five minutes every day on beast tribes and waste three minutes every day on uh, every week on custom delivery. Again, probably pretty true. Congratulations. 
That's all you have for four months, $60 in subscription fees. That's even less than what you get from a typical AAA single-player title. With this little content, they should be accelerating patch delivery, not slowing it down. Now, going through each of those points there, Tark, we, we kind of said, you know what? One, two, three, four. They're not wrong. Like, okay, maybe a, l- a few extra hours on the extreme trial if your group's a little behind. But they're not wrong on any of these things. If you set aside the ultimate raid and we agree that they're not wrong with these time estimates for these four things, is that a letdown? Is that a disappointment? Is that an overcharge for somebody that's paying for four months and has to wait till really 6.2 to do the content or get the content that they're really into? No, because this game has never really been designed around every patch being for everyone. Um, if you don't find content that you're looking for, it, Yoshi P has gone on record, unsub, you know, take a break. This can be people's break uh, patch and come back in a couple more months and catch up on all the content that you want to do. Um, there's no saying that you have to do all the content or that everything is for you. And it's not. There's so much different and a variety in content that... that applies to a broad base of people and not everything's going to be for everyone i'm not gonna lie like when they broke it down i was like oh wow that's that's kind of right and then i was also like well sweet man nice all right (laughs) now i mean i'm gonna sub all four months right It's it's just what i do uh, even if I'm not actively playing every single day, I just, just never let the thing go uh, lapse, really. you know. And I'm going to max my reputations, and I still have other past stuff I want to do, too, and that's something that I think this post does not take into consideration is, okay, this, ha- this post operates on the assumption that you have literally, as of today, accomplished every single thing you ever wanted to accomplish in the game, too. Uh, whether that be leveling alternate classes, whether that be farming mounts like uh, like you, Kronos farming minions like me, I did cross the 400 barrier uh, on my minions. You know, leveling the the other classes, completing the deep dungeon solo. Like, there's a myriad of lists of things that you can go and do, and this list kind of makes the assumption for the argument to stand uh, on its own that you have already accomplished not I'm not going to say you've done everything in the game because you may not want to do everything in the game that's fine but have you accomplished everything you want to accomplish in the game already if you haven't then damn this feels like a real good time for you to log in do those dailies real quick for your beast tribe and then go uh, go farm a couple damn minions just, just uh, tribes I, from now on yeah just tribes just tribes just tribes just tribes they're not beasts. They're not beasts. So I the old ones are beasts. The yeah, new ones are tribes. The new ones, yeah, beasts and tribes. So <laughs> it is absolutely to me like catch up time. If there's things you have been missed, you wanted to do blue mage but never felt like doing it. You got plenty of time now. You know, I I can't disagree with their argument, but you better be for the argument to stand in Kronos in my book. You better have done everything in this game that you want to do already. And then I would say, yeah, you know what? Maybe unsub for a month or two and go play Elden Ring or 
yeah. go play sure. the you know Project Triangle Strategy or Triangle Strategy. Uh, you go play some Stranger of these of other Paradise. things that are coming. Yeah, Stranger of Paradise here coming up next week. The demo's live now. You can go play it. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, yeah, I can't argue with the post, but I think it shortchanges things a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I think his points are valid. Uh, I do think if you're pugging the extreme, it's probably going to take you a little bit longer than that. But if you have a group, you know, that's totally feasible. My, my group typically is like 90 minutes to two hours max. But um, the thing is, is he's also leaving stuff off, too. First off, if, if you're just talking straight up 6.1, the ultimate's not even there. So I assume we're talking about 6.1 as a whole. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. In yeah. which case... Yeah, talking about the four months. Yeah, yeah because they do is, reference the four months. So they'd be talking yeah. about all 6.1x's. PvP... Like yeah, like there's so much other there's like other stuff. He doesn't he doesn't even mention the MSQ also, but like I mean, which also is probably like you know a couple hours. Yeah, like it's not. Look, I've done a lot of stuff in this game. Like pretty close to like saying that like I haven't done everything. There's not there maybe it's like a very small amount of people that have literally done everything in this game, but I do a lot of stuff. Um, so I think there's actually a lot to do in this patch if you're interested in it. And I think the best thing about Final Fantasy is like whatever you want your end game to be it can be like if, if there's a a patch that's very heavy on housing why would I be upset about that there's tons of people that like that's what they like doing yeah um, you know they put time into like the G the G post stuff that's like every patch has some new stuff for them too like that doesn't necessarily mean people are interested in that too Island Sanctuary I'm not crazy about it I'll probably try it but like there's people that are like super excited about that yeah. and that's great um, so like if you if, if like you're playing this game trying to get like every ounce of every penny that you spend, that's fine too. And but if you need to do that, you're gonna have to take breaks. You're gonna have to unsub and then maybe sub, you know, every three patches or so, and then you have yourself a, basically a full price game by the time you're paying your fourteen dollar sub, right? Like if you wait for the one the X one, the X two, the X three patch and then come back. Like if you beat in Walker take a break, come back That like after the point three. That's like probably another $60 game worth of hours that you can play. Um, and if that's what you want to do, then do that. Uh, but don't complain because there's a piece of content that's a, considered a time sink, which honestly, if I'm being also honest, I'll probably spend more time on the other things than the ultimate, even though the ultimate is what excites me the most. We'll probably kill that in, you know, like six weeks or so, four to six weeks. And I'll probably still be doing some of this other stuff like PvP after that. So I think there's plenty to do. I think that that notion that like they need to like increase their patch cycle, I think what they did was fine. I just think that person yeah. and, and let's, the people that feel and that let's not forget that it's it's not necessarily because they want the patches to have more content, Tark. It's the the idea is we don't want to kill our staff. And you know what? I'm totally okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 100% okay with you not crunching the hell out of your staff. Uh, and one of those things is I'm glad that they're giving them, you know, an extra week in the summer and in the winter. Um, so the next patch um, is going to be four months and one week because they're going to have their summer break too. So I I'm fine with their them giving them that time. So it puts no bearing on, on the content that gets released, in my opinion. Yeah. And you know what? If you one hundred wellness, if you one hundred percent agree with that post, which I don't find anything wrong with the post besides maybe the tone that it's being delivered in, uh, and there's nothing else you want to do, then don't pay, don't don't yeah. sub. There are so many other things right now. 
just inside the Square Enix umbrella, let alone the gaming umbrella as a whole right now, as a whole. Hey, a weird issue, by the way, for those of you, and this may have been solved. I, I didn't see that it was exactly solved, so I'll just detail it here. If you are now linking to Steam so that you can play 14 through there, there was a little weird error uh, during that security process where you couldn't launch the game. Many people didn't have a problem. There's still Final Fantasy Square Enix still looking into it, but uh, they said they fixed the issue late yesterday, but I did see people that I know on Twitter still having it. So timing, you know, Japan versus United States here. This may be totally resolved as of last night for many of you. Uh, but a nice little workaround was if you changed your Steam name to not have any numbers in it, you had no, you had no problem. My raid, my raid member had to do that to raid on Tuesday. What, yeah. a, what a weird that's, little problem, right? It, it was... I understand, like, why they did this. No one... Like, this hotfix, I don't think anybody really asked for. I think they had actually gotten Steam to a pretty decent place, and then they kind of, like, just jacked it up again. Um, I think it's kind of weird, but hopefully it they've uh, resolved everything, because they also jacked up a lot of other stuff, too. Um, but I think it's mostly resolved now. Lady, uh, Little Ladies Day and the Moogle Treasure Trove next week. Uh, yay, buddy. I'm only really happy about that because I have one stupid minion still locked behind that itinerant Moogle, so I can go ahead and grab that real quick. Uh, other, other than that, I don't care. <laughs> Which one is it? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Give me one second. Well, there's only two. There's two so there, yeah. Ivan and um the Behemoth. I will tell you which one I do not have. It is... Itinerant Moogle, the Taoist Moogle. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the one that's like specific to the tones. Yeah, yeah, it's like the one with the hat, right? He has like the red hat on. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I need I need that little guy. You already have him, Tark. Yeah, um, I have him. Um, I just don't think he's part of this this session of the Itinerant Moogle. Hey, I'm just happy when they start pushing it back because I know time is time is ticking down, and I'll be able yep. to get it. Uh, all in all, yeah, I mean, I guess a live letter. There we go. Yeah. Wow. Bless you. Thank you. That snuck up on me. Uh, in other Square <laughs> Enix news, Forspoken is delayed. We talked about last week uh, with Kronos and I that there was a rumor, and neither one of us were surprised by this fact. It is, in fact, delayed. Square Enix officially announced that Forspoken originally set to produce or set to come out this may is now being pushed back to october 11th so from may through june july august september october five but it's a little less it's about four and a half months if you actually use the exact dates they were supposed to come out four and a half month delay so not surprised that it's delayed but Tark, are you surprised by how long it was delayed the four and a half months pretty substantial delay yeah, I, I'm I'm surprised. Like I didn't know that this I I I was anticipating for like May. I was like, yes, Forspoken. I'm I'm hyped. This is probably my second most anticipated you know game of 2022. So um, I was really looking forward to. It. I was really disappointed. Um, but you know, we just need one more delay, and we'll be in cyberpunk territory. So there we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Luminous Predictions said, uh, our vision for this new, this exciting new IP is to deliver a game world and hero that gamers across the globe will want to experience for years to come. So getting it right is extremely important to us. To that end, during the next few months, we will focus all of our efforts on polishing the game and can't wait for you all to experience Frey's journey this fault. I don't know about you, Kronos, uh, but that's like kind of saying it that way is, is kind of like saying, don't worry, the game is all done. It's done. Yeah, four we're, months is not polished time. But yeah, it's not. But that is a long time. If if you were trying to yeah. say this is done and we just we want to polish, uh, or test, or, you know, have some more rounds of QA. Uh, I mean, let's think about this. Final huh? Fantasy fourteen went through <laughs> a two week delay to finish off some additional QA that they wanted to do. I gotta believe that a four and a half month delay isn't just polish. Look, look, I, I, I love Yoshi P, right? And, and when he delayed two weeks, he said it was for polish, and that was bullshit. Yeah. And this is also bullshit. Uh, but like you know, I mean, it's, it's like the PR thing to do, right? They don't want to say like, hey, we found some stuff, our game's jacked right. up, we gotta fix it. We found a game breaking bug, <laughs> and, and we need more than three months to fix it. Yeah. We need, right. we need seven, seven months. Sorry. So I get it, but it's bullshit. Um. My biggest worry, though, is, like, we don't really exactly know why it's delayed this much, other than, like, they're saying they need more polish time. But, like, what does this mean for, like, 16 and Remake Part 2, which oh. we've literally seen nothing about? Uh, yeah, funny like, you yeah, should I... mention that, because yesterday, it's almost like mm -hmm. we plan segues sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, yesterday, Sony ran its state of play. And this one focused on global partners. So naturally, Square Enix was going to be in the mix. There were rumors ahead of the show that Final Fantasy 16 was probably going to be talked about in the state of play, whether it be a new trailer or a little blurb or something about 16. Everything we've heard from Square Enix's camp and Yoshi P has been, we're going to hear something soon here. Uh, they kind of alluded to Q2 uh, springish uh, in one of Yoshi P's chats. So this would have been a little ahead of Yoshi P's chat, but I wouldn't have been surprised. Unfortunately, we heard nothing about it. So before we go any further with what was in the state of play, were you surprised, Tark, that 16 wasn't there in some way? Uh, and... Second question, when are we going to see it now? Uh, because to me... What? We got either E3 or Square Enix's Summer Showcase, and if they, if they pick one of those, it's going to be their own summer, summer Showcase that they drop it in. I, I don't really see anything else on the calendar. I, I don't think you would do Sony's next state of play. That would be too close to your own showcase, so why not just do your own showcase at that, that point? I, I don't think it would be in the next state of play, so when are we, we going to see anything? on 16 or to Adam's point 72 remake. <laughs> uh 72 remakes probably not going to be if anything towards the end of this year. Um as far as 16, I wasn't disappointed because I really wasn't expecting it. Um I I, I saw those rumors like no, we're not hearing anything about it uh, at this point. Um I I do concur that uh the summer showcase does seem like the most logical point um cuz it's going to be the tail end of the summer or spring. Uh, so, you know, that way Yoshi P's not a liar and we get a little bit of news then. Now, we usually don't see Square at E3, Kronos. So, 
I would assume that if they wanted to go the E3 route, it would be part of PlayStation's presentation at that point. And I don't, yeah. I don't think if you're Square Enix, like as much as they're paying you, I don't think you want to give the announcement to Sony at E3. Like you want to make that announcement on your show, <laughs> unless Sony was like, "Here's a couple extra bucks," and you were like, "No, all right, take it to E3." <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 maybe. I mean, there's a case to be made though, right? Because more people definitely watch the PlayStation thing than are going to watch the summer square enix thing um so maybe if you just want like more eyes um uh, well, yeah i guess but... i guess okay so cynical marketer in me is like hey the people that are looking for 16 news they're already watching the summer showcase uh true, so true, yeah true. we don't have to worry about them let's not put it in the summer <laughs> showcase <laughs> people would be bad though i think i think you'd have some upset people because it's been a while already I, I think they could do at sony state of play like do the the release date announcement and maybe some more cinematic stuff and then do gameplay stuff and systems during their summer showcase so they could double dip we still think in 2023 or could we possibly see this one leak into 2024 i would hope it's 2023 at this point like seven remakes looking like 2025 or something yeah <laughs> like we might get to play the end of seven remake before i'm like 60 yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my grandkids before my will, hands work stop working. <laughs> my grandkids will have to read the text to me <laughs> <laughs> and play the game for you because their hands won't work. Uh, no, I'll play it. I they'll they'll have to deal with watching it. <laughs> I'm playing it. They'll just have to read it to me. Uh, we did get a lot of Square Enix stuff. To be fair, though, at the state of play, including the announcement that the Stranger of Paradise demo is live, an announcement that kind of got beat by itself a few hours earlier in the demo being yeah. available and leaked, uh, that it was available Oops. prior to the state of play. But as we've seen in typical last couple of Square Enix games fashion, you can go play the demo and carry that progress into launch of Stranger of Paradise. Uh, this is one that Damina, my, Damina, my wife, loves, like Dark Souls, Demon Souls, the, those games. She hasn't played Elden Ring yet, but just this, she's just busy with work right now. She actually really loves those, even more so than I do. Uh, so she... I I do this show. She's probably in chat. Yeah, she's in chat. But she's not listening. <laughs> because she saw a commercial yesterday on YouTube for this and was like, oh, what is that? Is that a new Final Fantasy game? I was like, bitch! <laughs> How many shows have we talked about this on and done the demo and all this stuff? And I said, yeah, it's basically a retelling of Final Fantasy 1 in a Demon Souls type difficulty game. And she was like, are you yeah. kidding me? And I'm like, no. And she was like, I'm going to have to play that. And I was like, Lord, you should watch the damn show. You should watch the damn show. So the demo is live, and I will. T have you, any of you played the demo? Did you get a chance to? I haven't played the new one yet. Uh, at this point, I'm just going to wait for the release. Don't. Go play the demo. You played in the previous two, right? Yeah, I played the previous two. At this point, I, I know what I'm getting. I'm just going to wait for the release. And dude, play the first one, or, or play the play the demo. The, the improvements they made between the first and the second were good, right? Remember, we were like, they yeah. fixed a lot of the yeah. lighting issues, and the, they've they've fixed even more. They Ooh. have, like, with motion blur and then some other stuff. Like, there is, it is, it is really, really solid. 
it is really solid. I mean, they're they're really good about that, honestly. Yeah, they have. Uh, been and on I this say one. they, I mean, I mean Ninja. Um, yeah, yeah, ninja. yeah. Because it certainly isn't Square. Babylon's Fall is a train wreck. This this state of play in my mind is them trying to make people forget Babylon's Fall exists. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, that's taken harder than Avengers. Like it's not even close. Uh, but to, back to like Team Ninja, like they did this with uh, Neo. I feel like Neo started out. They had like a first demo. It was very rough, and then they released like two more demos, and they fixed a lot of stuff. And that's what you should do with demos. Like the way they do demos, it's like a clinic on what you should do. Yeah. Like you release them. Outriders. They're basically like betas, right? Yeah. And you've actually fixed stuff instead of just releasing a demo with more content. You actually fix the game. It's and really I feel good. Like they're doing that. The demo is really, really good. And then, like I said, your progress carries over. Yeah, Babylon's Fall on Steam charts. And again, I know it's a PlayStation 4 5 title as well, but <sighs> stop it. 158 it's on Steam charts right now. 24 it's hour bad. peak, 63 or 632. It's all time oh. peak. All time peak, which it didn't make on launch day, by the way, was 1,166 Steam players. That's rough. That's I rough. think Square Enix should uh, get out of the live service game, and other than like fourteen. Yeah, we're gonna so. talk about something in a few minutes here uh, on that end. But we also got two titles that nobody knew about. Nobody knew I about. I was like, what? Yeah, nobody knew about it. <laughs> Tarkoth was like, what? And he was like, what? yeah. And he was like, no, <laughs> really. And he was like, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, 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 yes. See now, what had happened was they decided <laughs> to reveal the Diofield Chronicle, and uh, let me just put it like this for all of you out there: if you didn't watch this, I'm showing the trailer here. Go check the trailer out, and uh, if you like Fire Emblem and tactical RPGs with three houses or three factions <laughs> type deal. This is Square Enix's version. <laughs> I mean, there's no real way to not put it that way, Tark. It, this is Square Enix's answer to Fire Emblem. Okay, so the question with the Fire Emblem, um, is that a real-time, or is that just straight turn-based? Well, Fire Emblem is, is grid. It, yeah, it's, it's grid. Okay, so this one's a real-time. Yeah. So I'm excited about that, but you can still pause it and issue commands and stuff. So I like the, the real-time aspect to it. I thought at first it was like triangle triangle strategy for the PS4 and PS5. Like they just did different graphics, but then I realized as it was going on, it was a whole different game. But I am stoked. I'm not really big on the name Diofield Chronicle. Um, I kind of prefer triangle strategy, actually. Dude. Is that Triangle is. Strategy is such a dumb name. Shut up. I, I, I prefer this because at least like there's some intrigue there. Triangle Strategy is just like... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's a three-sided shape. Uh, dude. Like, I mean... Yeah, well... <laughs> Take a look at our new stunning RPG, Rock, Paper, Scissors. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Nailed it. What do we want to call this? i buy that. It's a new adventure. Call it New Adventure. No, yeah, they no. should have just called the Square Enix presents totally not three houses. Yeah, totally not Fire Emblem yeah. three houses. It <laughs> yeah. looks it looks awesome. Uh, you know, I love this type of gameplay, so I can't I can't wait to get a peek at this one. Uh, and I, I yeah to talk your point, I do like the the real time aspect of it too. Although, yeah, I mean, you could go ahead and just we're getting it this year. Yeah, that's that was another surprise. The twenty twenty two was like what. All 
right. So that means it'll be delayed until 2023. (laughs) (laughs) The way things have been going, yeah. Mm -hmm. Then we also got... I was shocked on this. I was too. Valkyrie Elysium. So if you've played any of the Valkyrie series, it's been around for ages now. We're getting Mm -hmm. another one, Kronos. We're getting another one. And honestly, I am stunned by that because four uh wasn't wasn't great wasn't great and it's kind of felt like it's been the series has been on a bit of a downward for me uh i'm happy that we're getting another one but it's also like star ocean for me where i'm happy we're getting another one but i they've kind of been on the downswing lately and i'm a little nervous that it's like if this doesn't do it we're done if this doesn't do it we're done but it looks gorgeous. I love this this like pastel type artwork or art color. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's exactly what this is though, right? Like yeah. I mean this is Star Ocean and then this is like this is the last chance for these franchises, I think. If they don't do well, assuming. When was um, the last time we got a Valkyrie it's game? It's been a while. Wasn't it Samara with the PS2? Or PS3? No. I, I actually no. don't remember the last time. I think it's been later than that. I feel like we got one in the the Xbox 360 era, like PS3, but I'm not 100% sure. I don't remember the last time to be on. I don't, I'm not huge into these series. Like, I'd play way more Star Ocean than this, but uh, it this looks better than Star Ocean to me, at least at first glance. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll probably give it a try. Uh, Valk- but I do think Valkyrie Profile was in 99, mm-hmm. then two was in 2006 on the PS2. And then Covenant of the Plume, I'm not four, I, I meant Origin, which is coming up next. Uh, Covenant of the Plume was 2008 on the DS. And then the Origin, which is what I mistaken for the other Valkyrie series, uh, for the Origin on iOS and Android uh, was 2016 in Japan. And then Elysium in 2022. So it hasn't been that long. I mean, for it's been... 12, 13 years for a proper non-mobile release, I guess, if you want to count it that way, Tark. Yeah, that's kind of... I forgot about Covenant of the Plume, so... Um, but I'm excited. Uh, uh, it looks like they might be changing up the gameplay formula from Man, the I last just, one I played, which is Mara, but... There's just huge soft spots um, in my heart for Valkyrie Profile, though. Just oh, hell yeah. Huge soft spots in my heart. Leneth, yeah, yeah, is awesome. Um. Yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to is see. that twenty? Is this twenty twenty two as well? Uh, yeah. Did they give it? To yeah, you? yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. They're trying to make us less sad for all the delays. I'll take it. Hold on, I'll, I'm gonna double check because that was according to Wiki. Yeah, twenty twenty two. Word. Yeah, pretty awesome. Uh, Speaking of things that are out, though, gents, let's give some of our thoughts. I'm going to defer on one, and I have a feeling the other one you guys are going to defer right back to me. That's why I put both of them on the show here today. Uh, So let's do kind of mini review, right? They've only been out for, well, one of them about a week and then another one today. So let's not, like, put these as final. We'll circle back and give final reviews when you've had a chance to beat games and things like that. But Tark... Project Triangle Strategy, that was before launch. Now just Triangle Strategy. How are you enjoying it? I'm loving the combat. Uh, definitely has Tactics Ogre 
um, Final Fantasy Tactics vibes on it. Um, there's not much variety in like in Tactics. You could have your characters pretty much do anything uh, and and fit your characters to mold the situation. Um, here, characters are, are fixed and you can upgrade them in their in their class path. Um, but I also think that there's just not enough combat to go around. Like I spend maybe an hour in cutscenes and exploration mode uh, for every 30 minutes that I do combat, and it's a little. Uh, give me some more meat on these on these bones. I do like story. I do like the political intrigue, but I, I need some more combat. I need some more gameplay. So that was something that happened in the demo too. The demo was like four hours long, and there were like two and a half hours of cutscenes. Uh, mm-hmm. and an hour and a half of combat, like basically, what, three battles, I think it was, uh, in, in the demo before it came out. And a lot of people were saying, yeah, it does kind of start that way too, but then it starts to balance out. You're, you're saying that in your book it didn't balance out enough for, for what you would like? Maybe I haven't just gotten th- that deep, unfortunately, um, with all my situations that have been going on. I'm only at Chapter 5, so... Um, but I'm, I'm lighting liking it uh, enough that I can keep going. I just wish there was more. That's what she said. Um, yeah. What do you think, Kronos? I know you've been enjoying this one and tweeting and putting on Facebook and stuff. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to like get people harsh, but I, I, I'll i start out with a, a nice thing. I think the combat in this game is it's insanely good when you're actually playing the combat. I'm deeper than Tarkov, and I don't think it balances out. I think the cutscene, the battle ratio is like five to one, something Oof. like that. And that's like, I'm just kind of guessing. Like, that's not an exact. I don't know how many cutscenes there are exactly, but that's how it feels like to me. Um, I think I don't like the linear stuff, like Tark said too. I, I just wish, because it feels like to me that once I beat it, the only replayability is going to be like, okay, well, how can I answer stuff differently? Maybe there's like a different battle that I get to because I do something different in a chapter, which is cool. But yeah. I just wish that yeah. on top of that, there was actual like like literally each class, it's one line, uh, and each weapon you don't even get to buy weapons. Like your your guy comes with a weapon, it's it's basically part of his class, and that weapon has like a, a tree, and it's not even really a tree because you can pretty much unlock everything except for like t- a couple things you actually have to choose, um, which to me is a bit disappointing just because when you have a game like Final Fantasy Tactics, for example, the customization is insane. Like I could play a playthrough. And even though I'm playing the second playthrough with the same story, like all my characters are different. And I think because they wanted to make everything so story tied, there's no real like jobber characters, I guess. Like everybody's like a character in the story. Although there's like obvious main characters and the other people kind of get shoved to the side. Uh, I just I just wish there was a little bit less exposition, a lot more battles. I think it could random battles would have helped a lot, I think. The mock battles that you get, which are like their kind of random battles, you can just repeat them but they're the same. Like, if I do Mock Battle 3, and I want to, like, grind to level up or something, like, say that's what I want to do, I do Mock Battle 3 again, same enemies, same, like, layout, same stage. Wow. And I, okay. and so, like, to me, that's a bit lame. Um, but, man, when you play and you, like, learn the battle and you figure out how, like, all the elements work together and, like, it really matters, like, where you put certain units, and height matters a lot more. Like, they're just things that matter, that don't matter in other tactical units that matter in this, that make it feel really cool when you and satisfying when you do it correctly. I just wish there was more of it, man. Like, that's my real big knock on the game, but I love the gameplay. I think the exploration stuff, too, yeah. just the last thing, 
should just be completely fucking cut from the game. I think it's boring and terrible. Yeah. Like running around waiting for something shiny to pop up on my thing is terrible. The the stuff with the scales where you're supposed to like convince people, that's kind of cool. But like, I like that. But like the exploration stuff where I'm just running around talking to people, what waiting for something to shine on my map to pick it up, it's kind of lame. Yeah, I and mean, even it's picking up like eights, eights out of tens. Like and, and a lot of the same stuff that you guys are talking about. I haven't myself had a chance to play it yet, so I will obviously abstain from uh, giving any type of uh, review here until I have had a chance to play it. But, uh, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of the same things. It, the, like, if you like graphic novels and strategy games, this is, like, made for you. If, if you're not, you're probably going to be a little bored with the amount of reading and... You know, some people <laughs> comparing it to uh, uh, War of the Roses, obviously, and, and some stuff like that. So I, I don't know. Uh, uh, I love Final Fantasy Tactics. Obviously, Tark, you referenced Ogre uh, as well. Just fantastic series. I don't know if I want to sit through dull political intrigue just to experience snippets of great combat. I don't know if it's going to actually make you can my skip if you don't care you can skip the cutscenes but it does kind of feel bad i've thought about it sometimes <laughs> man. i haven't done it yet i haven't done it yet because the That's story funny. is pretty interesting but you know it's kind of like remember we talked about in walker right yeah and yeah, yeah, how yeah. like there were just sections where you didn't fight anything which is fine for some people but for me man i just started doing fates because i'm like dude i gotta punch something <laughs> like i i just want to punch something in game something and so I would just go do a fate before I did the next quest or something right. like that, just to feel like I was playing my class. And but the only like, option you have in this is to repeat a battle that's the same. Yeah, it's like doing the same fate over and over and over again. Right. It's like, okay, that's just boring. On the other hand, I have played Chocobo GP. Came out today. Have you gents had a chance to play it yet, or am I on my own for this one? I, I played it very briefly. I'm going to play it after this, though. After we're done, you're gonna play it after. Uh, this. I'm out. I'm out on this. Do you not like Mario Kart or, or stuff like that, Tark? You cut out there. You don't like Mario Kart. <laughs> it wasn't me I, that cut I'm, out. I'm not a big cart. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a. I'm not a big cart game person. So I'm... ah, okay. It's so, also free. there's a free version by the way. There is FYI. yeah. So there's Chocobo oh. GP Lite, uh, which is free on your Nintendo Switch. And it gives you limited access to stuff, particularly if you have a friend that does own the game, then you can can do some other stuff there too. So check it out if you want to just get a feel for it. Chocobo GP Lite. Obviously, the uh, comparisons to Mario Kart come flying out. We, are, we have had a Chocobo Racing way back on the PlayStation 1, so this isn't like straight we're copying. That one was straight they're copying uh, back in the day <laughs> when they did Chocobo Racing. I got to say... Uh, and I don't know if you feel the same, Kronos. It is, it is not as approachable as a Mario Kart title typically is. That's uh, interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I went immediately into story mode so that I could start unlocking characters first. And story mode, the there's a like a beginner and a master one, and they teach you the mechanics of the game. So you, it's the tutorial too, like how you steer and how you drift and what items do and all with this little, wrapped up in this little cutesy, very chibi story. The story is great 
just as a Final Fantasy fan. It's not. I'm not saying it's a good story. It's not. It's dumb as hell. But you will see tons of characters along the way in what will probably take you just a few hours to work your way through and unlock all these people. It's very tongue-in-cheek. It's very fourth wall breaking. It's like they all know something is off here that all of these characters are meeting. Like at one point you do go to Alexandria and uh, that's a course and you meet uh, Vivi and Steiner. And the whole premise is, hey, we're all going to go to this race and whoever wins this race gets their wish granted. And so they all like keep asking each other, like, what's your wish? And little Vivi, he says... I think I would wish that my the la, my, I don't have to say my memories will be part of the sky. <laughs> and then one of the other characters goes, wow, that got grim fast. <laughs> like, it is very... Ifrit is the firefighter of the... <laughs> which is just funny in its own right. He's the firefighter for one of the, the racetracks. Um, everybody keeps pretending that they don't remember Gilgamesh's name. So it becomes a running joke of who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Every hero asking him that every time he appears, it's funny and charming, but don't expect a lot narratively. That's not the point. I will say though, the first race you have to do is a one-on-one with Gilgamesh. And all they teach you in that race is how to hold the gas button and how to drift into turns so that you can get a boost of speed out of the turn. And I figured, yeah, fuck it. I'm just going to hold A and, and smoke this guy. And I lost. Like, right off the bat, you better... Ma- Here is the drift mechanic. Master this. If you don't master this, you cannot possibly win races. So do it. Uh, and it is challenging. Perhaps it might be more fair to say that sometimes the game is unfair like a lot unfair and you will fluke into first place or you will fluke into last place at the last moment like there it's chaotic sometimes to the point where who who won was a coin flip um and then yeah we do have to talk about chronos that this is absolutely 100% a game as a live service. Mm-hmm. There is Ooh. there is a $50 box fee. There is a battle pass. Now they give you the season one battle pass uh, with the purchase of the game, but subsequent battle passes will have the free tier and the spend tier. There are three freaking currencies in the game, Gill, Tickets, and the Cash Shop Gems. Uh, and the cash shop does have rotating items. Uh, and yeah, so it is 100% live service. Now, there are multiple multiplayer online modes that I haven't spent a lot of time with yet. I'm going to do that after the show today. So I don't want to review those quite yet. But I'm kind of in the air on this one. It is fun. It is it is challenging. Uh, it is super cute, obviously. Uh, nothing is cuter than taunting somebody behind you with your uh, provoke animation as the uh, as the chocobo. But I don't know if it has the staying power that warrants it being a live service. Like I, I don't I don't think at the moment it does. And so I'm gonna have to play some more and watch. What did you think, Cronus, in the limited time you've been able to play? 
Yeah, like, I, I barely did it, touched it, to be honest. Like, I've cut it up. So the, the thing that kind of turned me off immediately is, like, the, the the menu screen looks like a mobile game to me, which I think kind of ties into the fact that it, it really, does. like, yeah, like, you have your currencies across the top, and, like, yeah. it's just, it kind of turned me off. Um, I'm hoping that, like, when I play it a little bit more, it's going to be fun. I, I just wish it wasn't. I always hate when games do this, so like it always kind of bugs me. I they, just wish it was just a game. And they're holding characters ransom too. So yeah, like, I know. Cloud, like I think Cloud's behind the battle pass, right? Oh, oh that's is, rough. Yeah, Cloud is level sixty of the battle pass, of which you can buy the Head Start season bundle if you want, or <laughs> shell out some cash for a couple tiers on that battle pass so you don't miss out on Cloud. You know, so there is that type disguised of, as, yeah. a, as a console game. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it's fun though, rough. but I, I just like, I don't think it has the staying power to have really made it a yeah. live service. Yeah, I don't think so either. And I'll be honest, well, I'll probably try to play it just like it's a game with, and try to ignore as much of like the paywall stuff as yeah. I can. Oh yeah, same here. Um, and then just kind of like, hopefully, I enjoy it that way. But it kind of does leave a bad taste in my mouth a little bit. Uh, last thing I'm going to leave you with before we go to love it or leave it, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, if you didn't get a chance to check it out, now on Game Pass. Nice. Congratulations. Let's have it over and do love it or leave it. Love it or leave it is the segment we end every episode of The Relic Grind here with. It's where I give you something Square Enix related. Could be a game, a press release, something the company did, or just anything tangentially related to Square Enix. And you tell me whether you love it, want more of it, leave it, never want to see it again. Gentlemen, I'm going to put you right on the spot. I know it's only been about a week, but I'm going to say if you had to make the call right now, love it, you're going to keep playing it, or leave it, you're never going to touch it again. You have to pick one right now. Triangle strategy. What do you got, Tark? Uh, I love the engine, the 2D HD. Uh, I love Tactics, Tactics Ogre, Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, I, I'm okay with the name. The political intrigue um, is, is okay so far, um, but that's a limited uh, story that I've gotten into. Um, just not enough combat in my opinion, but I am going to love it because I do want to keep going. I do I want, do want to beat this game. I want to finish it. So that's a love it. That's a love it. That's a love it. We'll go to Kronos next. Yeah, I know it's harsh, but I, I do... I mean, it's a love it for me, too. I do really like the combat in the game. I just, just wish there was more than one fight per chapter. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's really it. I'm going to go with leave it, just because I haven't had a chance to play it, and i got other things to play anyway. So, <laughs> you know, if I have to leave it, I leave it. He's never going to play it. Yeah, wow. I'm going to play it. I just have no idea when at this point. There's so much. February and March are just rough. They're yeah. just rough. Absolutely rough. Let us know what you think in the comments below. Uh, do you like it? You want more of it or not? Chat, don't go anywhere right after the show. Sneaking into her chair. I saw you. I saw you. Ms. Faye Death. What's up, Faye? What up? Uh, another day. Another week I should be playing Alien, but we're taking a break. Oh, got to take a break. What are we playing then? Yeah. Yeah, we are playing Ruined King, a League of Legends story. Ooh. Ooh. Are you hey, are, are you a League of Legends player? Like is that do you like MOBAs so, and stuff? 
They're not really my thing. It's one of my uh, gamer aspirational goals is I would like to be technically better at them. Um, That's me in Rocket League, basically. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Diamond player. Uh, League to me is... is, I can't break Diamond 2. I'm stuck at Diamond 2. Sorry. Uh, Yeah, you're good. But League especially, I've always just really liked the world and the characters, and I think it's a really interesting space, and I felt really locked out of it because of that because it is such a toxic they're in calling you out we were so close to beating alien oh, oh you want me to i mean okay <laughs> if, if baron wants me to i will but if we we're gonna get back to it next week i was just yeah take a break today. go I'm ahead tired. take a break go ahead yeah my my heart needs a rest i'm getting old you don't want me to have a heart attack on stream chat wow. give us a few minutes in between shows so we can queue up fade death and hang out with her. We'll be back, of course, next week, next Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern. But don't miss the Always Online podcast tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash MMOBomb, where we talk about all things multiplayer gaming, including Noob Fridge's review of Star Wars Legacy of the Sith expansion for Star Wars The Old Republic. And then we'll be right back here Saturday with our gaming gumbo episode talking about the week in gaming, including... Nintendo World coming to the United States. So chalk-filled shows all across the board. Make sure you join us. We'll be back next Thursday. Until then, Kronos, where can everybody find you? Uh, yeah, same as always, Twitter. Uh, also, take it from a person who played League for like two years. You're probably a better person for not playing it. <laughs> um, but the characters yeah. are good. It's, <laughs> it it, it is a cool world. I'm glad they're making other games. Cool. That's not I can't yeah, wait. Game. I can't wait yeah. to see what they do MMO-wise. Yeah, the fighting game, oh, it looks pretty sweet. So oh, it's awesome. Arcane is incredible. If you haven't watched it, you really need to. I have, I have, yeah. I'm sure you have. Tark, yeah. where can everybody find you? Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, all at Tarkarth Gaming, and I promise to have my audio fixed for next week. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there at MagicMan1, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio, R-A-I-D-E-O, so you, we'll send you a tweet every time we're going live with a podcast, a stream, by me or one of our volunteer streamers who I love so much. Until next time, gang, stay safe, and we'll see you on the servers. Later. Later.